How to Overcome Crippling Anxiety by Creating Coherence in Your Life with the author of The Coherence Revolution, Dr. Mark Halpern, on episode number 195 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. To some degree of success on and off, but nothing that was really permanent. It was, you know, talk therapy was good, but it was more of a catharsis. I would get it out. And I really realized that I wasn't just going to talk myself out of my stress issues, out of anxiety. And so over the years, I just tried everything and anything. And I would say that I kind of came up with a toolbox of things that that would help me. And over the last five years, especially, you know, I put all of that together. Hi, this is Michelle Quay from ElevateLifeCoaching.org. I love to help women coaches who struggle from confidence and courage to tell their unique stories so that they can get seen, get heard, and get hired. Dr. Brad Miller is here to guide you through discouragement to peace, prosperity, purpose on Beyond Adversity Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity. It is indeed my pleasure and privilege to welcome you. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. I'm here to be your guide, to be helpful, to help you to navigate adverse life events and to help you to grow through what you go through to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. This is episode 195, which means we have over 190 episodes of this podcast, which are dedicated to you to helping you to navigate adverse life conditions like de depression or divorce, disease, debt, or death, and to apply the principles we learn from great leaders and teachers and authors. You can always go to drbradmiller.com. We've got a free gift for you there, and we also have uh, resources that come from our many guests that you can apply to your life, and we uh, hope that we can do just that. Today, we're going to be talking about anxiety crippling anxiety, and what you can do to your life to deal with that, to achieve what some people call a state of flow. We're talking today with Dr. Mark Halpern. He was a, is a practicing chiropractor and with a growing practice, he's very active and, and uh, likes to ski and do other physical activities. And things were, uh, from the outside, seem to be cruising along pretty well for, for, for him. But what uh, many people didn't realize is that he suffered from anxiety. Anxiety about his career, about his health, about his finances, about so many things. Many of the things that you deal with as well. And it was exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic, especially the first few months of it. We're going to learn today. We're going to feel his feelings of anxiety, which just kind of suffocated him. You're going to feel that feeling from our conversation today. Then we're going to learn something. We're going to learn some of the processes that he used in order to deal with this, what he calls the search for coherence, where the heart and the brain begin to operate 
coherently, and but thereby you can experience emotional health and inner peace and physical well-being, and also the ability to respond to external external situations, which in many other cases would cause crippling anxiety and how to deal with them in a new way. You're going to be fascinated by this conversation here today about his story, about what he did to achieve what he calls coherence. And then we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to learn some transferable, transferable principles that you can apply to your life. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity, Dr. Mark Halpern. Let's welcome him and we, as we have our interview right now. Dr. Mark Halpern is with us today. He has the book Coherence Revolution, which is about finding a flow in your life in order to create a vibrant emotional and physiological mental harmony that can free up your life because so many of our lives have been derailed by circumstances and chaotic times. He has a great story to tell about his own story of overcoming adversity and some great helps to us in his book called Coherence Revolution. Dr. Mark Halpern, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thank you for having me. It is indeed awesome to have you with us, and you are a doctor of chiropractor and and have several other modalities of health and mind and body rhythm that you are all about in your life. So you've had a lifetime in the health field helping others, and yet even with all this education and all the things that you have done to help others, it seems like... um, you had some challenges in your life, particularly when the COVID crisis came crashing down on all of us a year or so, uh, or so ago. Let's hear a little bit about your story about how you had to face some crisis in your life and then how that may have led to this book here, Coherence Revolution. Yeah, sure. Well, my journey really uh, started as a teenager. I mean, I think but before I was a teen, my life was fairly, uh, it was just good. There was nothing, I had no complaints. Everything seemed to be going in a good uh, a good direction. I was a very happy child. But I would say as, as most teenagers do when you hit 12, 13, 14, grade 7, grade 8, I just started developing insecurities and, and you know, social uh, insecurities. And I think that the way I started to think, I started to repeat these patterns over and over and over again. And by the time I was 15 and 16 years old, I had already practiced these negative thought patterns so many times that I had already created a pattern of of anxiety. And so I've really been experiencing anxiety since about the age of 14 or 15. And it was so bad over, you know, my teens and my 20s and my 30s that it was really ever encompassing. And so I set out on a journey to get rid of it. And I always had this vision that I would find the answer, I would find the thing, I would find the person, I would find the technique, something that would finally solve it, get rid of it, I'd move past it, and then just kind of go on living my life without anxiety. But that's sort of not the way it worked. I mean, I probably tried every therapist and energy healer and Western-based approach and different talk therapies, really, you name it, and I've tried it all, to some degree of success on and off, but nothing that was really permanent. It was, you know, talk therapy was good, but it was more of a catharsis. I would get it out. And I really realized that I wasn't just going to talk myself out of my stress issues, out of anxiety. And so over the years, I just tried everything and anything. And I would say that I kind of came up with a toolbox of things that that would help me. And over the last five years, especially, you know, I put all of that together. 
However, when COVID hit back in March of March of 2020, I remember we had just finished a renovation of our clinic. There's three chiropractors that I work with or two, two others other than myself. And we'd done a reno of our clinic. And I remember it was March 15th and we were said, okay, let's, we're going, we're uh, going uh, to open the clinic after the renovation. And we went in and we were locked down by the government and the government said, go home. We don't know when you're coming back, but uh, all businesses have to shut. Sure. And so I went home like most people and knowing my background of how I dealt with anxiety and how, how, how my triggers worked, I knew that it wasn't going to work well for me to just sit there for the next however long and wait for my demise, so to speak. Yes. And I was you know, looking around and seeing everybody panicking and I felt this is not something I want to uh, indulge in. So I started writing and I just treated it like uh, like a job. In the morning, I'd get up and I'd write and I'd have lunch and I'd come back in the afternoon and I'd write. And over about a two or three month period while we were locked down, I wrote the book Coherence Revolution. And then over the next several months, I put together the six-week online course, which really uh, follows the book, except that it dives deeper in and gives you time to practice and learn how to do some of these techniques. But what it did was allow me to essentially go through everything I'd ever done, every, pro- every protocol, every uh, technique, every person. I reviewed everything. I read books. I read notes. I you know, emailed people. And what I ended up doing was just working through and figuring out exactly what did work for me, what didn't work for me, and put, to- put together my own personal life plan. And you know, I, I tell people to live by a process mindset rather than a destination mindset. And yes. so what I did was create my process. And so now when I wake up every day, regardless if, I'm, if I have a trigger that causes anxiety or not, I follow the process that I've set up and it helps keep me into this state of coherence, which is a state of balance, a state of rhythm. You know, it, it, I have means, I have lots of tools in my toolbox, so to speak, to help change my emotional state now. So that's really why I'm doing this, this promotional tour is I, I believe that finally I'm in a place that I can use my experience and save people that are suffering with anxiety and suffering with stress and suffering with overwhelm. You know, I feel like now there are answers and there's ways for people to live a completely different life and transform the way they've been living. And I think that I can, I can help people. Yes. And well, there's some really interesting and dynamic um, processes that you explore in your book and what you're describing now. And just to be clear during this time, you normally you've developed your clinic and so on. You would normally have been seeing patients or doing whatever you do as a, as a chiropractor and none of that was happening. So you had forced upon you this sabbatical as it were, if you want to talk kind of in academic terms, that you chose to do something with. And what I'm going with you, with you here, Mark, is this, is that a lot of people when the, when COVID hit or when some crisis hits, instead of taking action, they shut it down, you know, they they freeze, they freeze, they go into uh, either panic mode or a kind of a stoic mode, or, you know, they collapse within themselves. And what we like to be about here is how you can do something about that. So you mentioned two or three things, but I'm interested in the actions that you took. And let's break them down just a little bit. First of all, you read and you studied and you wrote. So tell me a little bit about some of your, what you did with that. Who did you read? What were you, when you were writing, what was this process about? I'm interested in the actions with the physical actions yes. that, that you took to break this pattern that you were in or could have been in. Well, the, fir- the first thing I did was I, I went back and I started to read 
the the people that inspired me, the people that I, I I knew it had a big effect on me. And some of the Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote a book called The Biology of Belief, Dr. Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, who who wrote a whole bunch of books about the quantum field and meditation and how the brain functions, Heart Math books, which is about the way we breathe and the way we use our emotional response. And what I did, I read, you know, when I when I when I read through a book, I always put a fold over on pages that have impact on me. Sure. And the, the intention is to go back and read that page again. Mm-hmm. But I've got a library full of books that I never went back and reread any of them. So this time uh-huh. I just went to all the books and went to all those little folded over pages with the impactful things. And I just read all the impactful things. And, you know, I didn't know what my book was going to be. I just started writing my story. It's not like this it wasn't even necessarily a, a book, an intentional book. In this, you help me out here. It wasn't an intentional book in terms of, hey, I'm a year from now. I'm going to have this book. I'm going to publish. It may have been more of a cathartic uh, uh, thing for you to do to have something to do with your time to relieve your stresses. Is, is there any well, fa- I knew, anything to that? I knew that I could help people. And I knew that my story could help people, okay. but I didn't know in what capacity exactly. And I knew that I was uh, certified in a technique called heart math. I mean, you know, I'm sure we can talk a little bit about that because that has to do with the heart and coherence, but I, you know, I'd learned how to teach that. And so right away I knew if the worst thing happened and I could never go back and adjust someone, never see people in person. I knew that I could teach heart math online and I knew that I could help people in that way and to deal with all the stress that was happening. But I knew that to do that, all of the other things that come with it, whether it's create a website, whether it's have educational materials, all of these things. And I thought, I'm not just going to go online and teach heart math. I want to give people an experience where they're learning more and they're, they're, they're being able to set up their life in a certain way. And since I know that I had done that for myself over the last decade or so, I wasn't exactly sure if it was going to be a book, if it was going to be just a guide. I wasn't sure. but I And I knew that I just wanted to start writing because I didn't want to get bogged down in the process. I didn't want to get bogged down and, and, and stuck at the starting mm-hmm. line, so to speak. So I literally just started writing from the day I was, this is my story. This is how my life unfolded. Then these are all the things that I've done to help myself. Mm-hmm. And then these are all the things I suggest other people do. And I just kept writing. Right. And eventually I realized, oh, wow, this actually makes the front middle and end sections of a book. And I could divide this out. And I would say after about a month or so of writing, I realized I, I had a book. And so then, you know, I actually, uh, there was a bit of uh, fortuitous luck and circumstance with with um, Coherence Revolution. I had gone online to better my skills at teaching heart math, and so I saw a man online, and he was t- he was offering to teach people, even if they were already certified, how to do heart math. So I thought, why not learn from somebody who's been there before? Right. And so I took his course, uh, and as I was doing the first three, four weeks, I really resonated with him, and I decided to have a phone call with him, and I phoned him, and it turns out his name was Bruce Cryer, and he used to be the ex-CEO of HeartMath, but he had left the job for some health reasons, and he wanted to kind of come back, and so all of a sudden, we really resonated. I said, okay, how would you like to come on board? And so he came on board as my partner on Coherence Revolution, and so then I started feeling, wow, there's a bit of momentum here. I now have someone from a company that I've been doing their, using their products and reading their books for the last decade or so. 
And now the ex-CEO of this company is now on board as my partner. So yeah. I, th- I feel like now we're really going yeah. somewhere. It gives you a little fortuitous I- sense of an aha moment. That there's something, some resonance that right. came into play here. And that's part of what I want to talk to you about here for just a second here is yeah. because coherence. I, I've looked up the, the definition, the, the Wikipedia definition of it. And I think I got to handle what I think you're after. But I'm interested, you know, you've mentioned here about heart mind mapping and we, I know a part of what you're about is heart and spirit and mind and body, all that connectivity. But tell us about what you mean by coherence, particularly as you start to get into some of this esoteric area that has to do with how we are become the, sure. the flow part of things. So coherence to me is balance. Coherence is being in sync, but it can be in many different forms. So for instance, an athlete, if an athlete says to you, I was in the zone, Mm -hmm. I was really for that competition, I was in the zone. What they're telling you is that every, all their cells, everything was firing together. Their, their decision-making was great. Their, their physical body was in tune with their emotional state and they were in their state and they could perform at their best. You notice when you walk into a room and there's a big party, there's a, there's someone from across the room that you, you just feel their energy. You want to go over and talk to them. You miss them. That's a resonance. That's a coherence between the two of you. And likely there's also people that are kind of pushing you away because you just, you feel their energy isn't working with you. And so there's a value in coherence and incoherence really. But when I talk about physiological coherence, I'm talking about the way the brain, the brain and the heart rhythm get in sync with each other. And so the heart's rhythm is the, is the strongest rhythm of the body. It's about 40 times stronger electrically than the brains. And so if you can get your heart rhythm into a coherent rhythm, which actually looks like a sine wave. Okay. And when you breathe up, breathe in and breathe out, it kind of goes into this nice sine wave. And when you get into that physiological state where you're increasing your, the, 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 the length of your breath and you're really allowing your heart to get into a nice rhythm, you start to stimulate the centers of the brain that have to do with decision-making, pain, sleep, you know, your immune system. And so all of a sudden you're starting to entrain your brain to your heart rhythm. And then your digestive rhythm comes along and then your breathing rhythm comes along and the cells of your body are literally all functioning and healing and replicating as they should. And so this state of physiological coherence is the most resilient state. It's the state where you fight off disease, where you, where you make better decisions, where you sleep better, where you heal at your best. And so this is a state that you want to be in as often as you possibly can. It's a state that helps us respond to the anxiety and inducing events such as COVID or other life crises that come along, which invariably do. And so let's go look just a little bit deeper on this. Cause I'm real, uh, believer that when to in order to uh, to uh, face adverse life conditions we do have to make this connection that is beyond self beyond our, our self and i know you have a couple a chapter two in your book about basically about meditation and spirituality and about connecting to something greater than than yourself and so tell us a little bit about that about how this yeah. connectivity spiritual meditation religion anything else comes into play for her for someone to respond to adverse in their life and to get into flow as you talk about yeah well you know you know it's interesting from a spiritual level and for just a philosophical let's say i've always felt 
connected to the world around me. You know, universal principles. The you know the universe has your back. You you know, I've heard see, you've heard that before. Right. But for me, it was always very much just. But around 2016, when me and my wife started to go to see Dr. Joe uh, Dispenza do his workshops. He does a specific type of meditation where he's guiding you through different energy centers and, and, he's, and he's guiding you through how you can move energy through your body. And when you're doing this in a room with a thousand people, you start to feel the difference. And I have seen things in that room from people having outer body experiences and literally the, the universe, you know, energy, energy coming through a person. And I've seen it and witnessed it enough times that you feel connected to everybody in that room at a, at a higher level, at a deeper level. And then what, what Dr. Dispenza did is he brought those heart math people, the, the people from that company, and they did research on people's brains as we were in that state. So you'd have these electrodes yes. on your head and okay. you'd be in meditation and be measuring the changes that are occurring. And they would measure your heart rate variability. And they did tests like you'd be with three other people that were practicing heart coherence. And if their heart went into coherence, the fourth person in the experiment who was doing nothing, their heart went into coherence. And you start to see from a scientific standpoint that the emotions that you feel are affecting the person next to you. And so now you start to go, wow, I, I can see this scientifically. I, 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 I've always thought about it um, uh, physiologically, spiritually. And so once the spiritual meets the science, I mean, now you've got power. You know, from, from my perspective and from what I've seen going to the workshop to Dr. Joe and, and, and some other people, you know, I've always thought that maybe it's a lot simpler than we've thought because every religion on earth talks about love. Mm -hmm. Every planet on earth talks, every religion on earth talks about how love can, can heal. And imagine if that was the case, if just feeling these emotions of love can actually change the planet. And HeartMath had these, had these researchers at different poles on around the earth and they're measuring the electromagnetic field. And this research actually started on September 11th, 2001, when the planes oh my goodness. Hit, hit the building. Wow. What they noticed during that time is that there was a blip in the earth's electromagnetic field at the same frequency as the human heart. And so what they started to do research on was, wow, there was enough people looking at their TV and their screens with the feeling of grief that it actually changed the planet's electromagnetic field. So now there's actually a, it's called the Global Coherence Initiative, where they're trying to get enough people to meditate with the feeling of love at one time so that you can actually change the Earth's electromagnetic field and perhaps change the ozones to heal the oceans, heal the planet. Right. And so for me, it's been very inspiring that when you work on physiological coherence, you're working on your own overwhelm, your own stress, you're, you're optimizing your own body. You're also working with the people next to you. And then you're also affecting the earth. Yes. And so it's really a three-stage process of connectivity to those around you. Well, and I, so I, that, that's what's inspired me. I'm really interested and fascinating what you're talking about here, Mark, because it seems to indicate me a – a positive sense of contagion, you know, like contagion that is uh, healthy and vibrant and alive, as opposed to, you know, we talked a little bit about the COVID crisis and we know, you know, you know how that's an actual, you know, viral situation. And we know that in certain situations in politics and war and other things, you can have hatred and nasty stuff that can be spread one to another. And what you're sharing here is this vibrance, the vibration 
that can be shared, but from one to another. But it really starts with individuals, doesn't it? Does it not making their decision to transform? You know, because if you, you know, I've, I'll give you out my own experience. You know, I've spent 40 years as a pastor. And so I've spent a lot of time with people in hospitals and end of life situations and major health matters and spiritual matters and relationship matters. And that approach that attitude towards a surgery or to anything else makes a huge difference. So you can call it prayer, you can call it spiritual life, you can call it meditation, or you can call it deep breathing, all of these things. When people have some sort of a centered in their life, it makes a, a big, a big difference. And one of the thought about it is, you know, I come from a music background. You and I talked a little bit about our rock and roll backgrounds a little bit as fans, but I'm an old disc, disc jockey, but I know there's some research out there that shows certain types of music helps people even in groups, their heartbeats and other parts of the physi- physiological aspects to come into alignment or in harmony. That's part of what we're, we're talking about here. Do you think there's anything to all that, all this alignment, this world alignment of flow? Well, you know, it's funny. One of, in my course, what I go through is each of the senses. We go through touch, we go through taste, we go through smell, we go through visual, we go through auditory. And one of the, one of the exercises I do in the course, I think it's on week three or four, we wrap it up the senses by doing finger painting. Mm. And during the finger painting, I have 15 different music tracks from rock and roll to country to jazz to to these drummers from Japan there's 15 different tracks and the idea is to find your flow and as i put groups through this exercise the responses were actually really fascinating because people's emotions changed and their their drawings and the way they used color changed drastically based upon the music that they were listening to and the different sounds that they were hearing and People were reporting, you know, they'd feel up, they'd feel down, they'd feel irritated, all within this half hour of of changing the music and, and, and the color. So everything has a vibration to it, whether it's a color, whether it's an object, everything vibrates. And so when you are in sync with that vibration, you can use it to your advantage. If it's if it's vibrating against something, something that turns you away, well, then you want to avoid it because it's, it's depleting in nature. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the other things that I talk about is, finding out the things that renew you versus the things that deplete you. And so as you go through the self-inquiry around sounds or tastes or whatever it is, you want to obviously, if you find some type of sound that stimulates a uh, positive emotional response, you can then use that. So the next time you're in a down state, you can play that music or listen to that sound to help change your emotional state. And that's the whole purpose of what the coherence revolution is all about is figuring out which sounds do resonate with you and which sounds don't so that you can use more of the ones that do and get rid of the ones that don't. It's really all about self, self self-knowledge. And taking that self-knowledge and applying it is where I want to go next with you for a second here, Mark. And because, you know, it's one thing to learn. You would talk a little bit earlier. It's one thing to learn. It's one thing to read. It's even one thing to write about it, but how do you apply it to your life? And I think that goes to the cognitive part of this, how you implement it. And I'm talking here now now about habits or practices or rituals or new ways of doing things or whatever it is, new new hobbies, for instance. Tell us a bit about how you did this from yourself and what you teach here for people to break whatever, you know, there's patterns people go into and they start to spiral down into depression and things like that. But what are some of the habits that people can pick up on to apply in this cognitive piece of what you teach here? So, So one of the most helpful things that I ever did for myself was part one of this exercise, 
which is I created a DTS, a daily time schedule. Mm. And what that means is I outlined what I would do from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. Every, everything is in there. And I, I teach it to do it in a certain way because it left to your own devices. People do all the things that take up, you know, laundry, groceries, all the things that are just the stuff you're supposed yeah. to fit in. They, they're too busy doing that, that they don't get the, all their stuff done. Urgent, but not important, so, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you put in everything, you know, you put in your work schedule, your sleep schedule, you put in your exercise, you put in everything in your schedule from whether you want social time, whether you want music, whether you want to go out to a movie, you put these in your daily schedule. And so you, you should come up with a document that looks like Monday through Friday, this is the way I live my life. But then what you want to do on top of that is figure out what emotions you want to feel at what times mm, of the day. Wow. And so you can start to say, when I wake up, this is the emotion I want to feel. Be very at intentional lunch. about your emotions. I love that. Keep, keep going. Very intentional. Mm-hmm. Be- because, and there's a reason for it. You know, as, as a sidebar, the reason I'm intentional about the emotions I feel now is because I was so unintentional for, for 30 years about the mind racing that caused anxiety, that produced chemicals that created anxiety. Yeah. And I wasn't intentional. I just let the thought process go. Because given a void, so, something's going to come in there. Some outdoor, outside stimulus is going to come in there and bombard that's you. That's right. And there's plenty of so, that, isn't there? Outdoor, yeah. That's right. And so if you become intentional about the emotions that you want to feel, and then you do the self-inquiry to find out how can I do that? If I smell a fragrance of orange in the morning, does that wake me up? If I smell some other smell in the afternoon, does that relax me or taste or visual, whatever it is? And so once you have your uh, toolbox about how to change your emotions and you've identified what, t- what emotions you want to feel at what time of the day, you can start to practice the emotions of your dream life. And once you start to practice the emotions of your dream life, the dream life becomes more familiar to you. And if it becomes more familiar to you, the likelihood of you achieving that dream life becomes much greater because now you're already familiar with what it feels like, mm. right? So it's, a, it's important to identify how you want to feel and then what are the things that you can do to do it. And so I have a very, I have a very big toolbox of things that if, if in any given moment, I'm not feeling the emotion I want to feel, how do I get there? And I now know, okay, boom, I'm going to go. Sometimes it's putting on a hat. You know, that yeah. hat makes me feel sure. great. Sometimes it's talking to a certain person. Sometimes it's listening to music. Sometimes it's doing heart math, which is the breath work that right. I teach. But no matter what it is for you, you have to know what your toolbox has and then you can practice. And as long as you're practicing the emotions that you want to feel, they're just going to get easier and easier for you. So to if you feel. practice the things you can, in effect, by that, the action switch your state from whatever yeah. state you might have been in or might have been influenced by your stimuli into something that you have some control over or you set yourself in a direction. That's yeah. awesome. You see, one of the smartest statements ever made was fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Because fake it till you make it is really saying live it. Live as if you are. Yeah. Act as if. And if you act as if long enough, yeah. you become more and more familiar with it and you start to be able to do it. Yeah. And so whether it's achieving an emotion or achieving a certain goal or whatever well, it is, acting as if means that you're already behaving as if it's, mm-hmm. as if it's here. The act as if and the fake it you make it is really, I, I have a term I like to use for that type of thing. It's practice, you know, and simply to practice whatever it is. You know, if I, yes. if I want to learn to play guitar, I am just simply, you know, not going to be, you know, Jerry Garcia the first time I pick up a guitar. 
Uh, right. I'm going to have to practice, you know, hours and hours and the Gladwell 20,000 hour type of thing, whatever it is, you got to keep at it and you're just going to suck at first, but you got to keep at it. And that's what I think I'm hearing you say here. Well, yes. And, but most people won't do that with an emotional state. Yes. And you see, if you're, if you're, let's say you're someone that suffers with anxiety or migraines or overwhelm, mm-hmm. and now you want to practice a different anxiety state and you go, I can't feel a positive emotion. I'm anxious right now. Yeah. Well, no, the first time you're probably not going to be able to. But the fact is, is a simple thing like going to a mirror and standing in front of the mirror and smiling. As soon as you smile, it releases yeah. endorphins in your brain. It releases chemicals that produce happiness. And so if you can, in that state of just being miserable, if you can literally just get to a mirror and smile and just smile a few yeah. times, it breaks the pattern. And so Again, if you if you have some of these tools or some of these things that you know work for you, you've got to go and do them. And the first time is not going to be easy. And the second time will get a little easier. Right. And then it gets easier and easier. It's, it's like anything. You, you practice your emotional state so you can become a master of your emotions. Uh, another part of the emotional state is how we – You, I'm really a big believer what you're saying. you got to have your – personal decisions, your quiet time, whatever it is, you got to do it. You got to suck it up and do it a little bit, a little bit. That's willpower. For instance, you got to be unsatisfied with your prior state in order to change to the to new state. But the emotional piece, I believe, also has to do with other people or influences, how community comes into play. You got personal practice and you got community, you got relationships. So let's talk a little bit about that right now in terms of the power of mentorship or relationships or community, friends, family, others to be encouraging to you or how your investment in others, those emotional states can be part of your own process of growth to find flow. Let's talk about relationships in terms of this transformation? So so for me, there's been, uh, what you're talking about sort of affects me in two different ways. Okay. One, when you are with someone and you're having a conversation and you're there with them, being in the moment, I don't feel a lot of anxiety. And most people, when they're actually in the moment, when they're engaged right. in something, there is no stress. It's when you're thinking about the future, you get anxiety, you think about the past, you kind of get depressed. But if you're in the moment, there isn't very much of that. So when I am with someone who I resonate with and I'm having a good conversation, I'm in that moment. But it goes beyond that as well, especially when it, for me as a chiropractor, when I enter the room with one of my patients, even if I'm anxious beforehand, as soon as I get in there with them and I'm of service to them and I'm, my issue is not where my brain is anymore, I'm thinking about how can I help them for the two minutes, five minutes or 10 minutes that I'm with that patient. I don't feel anxiety because I am with them and I'm engaged and I'm in the moment. And so for me, using your community, it is a reciprocal thing. I mean, my patients have helped me as much as I've helped them simply because when I'm with them, I'm in the moment and I'm feeling my absolute best. I'm feeling inspired. And I know that I'm giving that to them and they're able to walk out feeling that energy. So not only did I help myself, but now I've helped them. And so I find, you know, when you are around people that aren't, you know, that, that you resonate with, obviously I, 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 I'm also a big proponent of avoiding people who you just trigger you all the time. I don't care if they're your family, friends or whoever they are. Uh, If they're triggering you all the time, you need, you need some respite from them, at least so that you're not triggered. But for the most part, when I'm around people and I can be in the moment with them, the connection that you were able to, the give and the receive, I believe has saved me and my patients have saved me from a whole bunch of suffering because when I'm with them, I'm more about in service as opposed to what's wrong with me. Yeah. Let's talk about being in service then because you talk about how, you know, 
We need to avoid the toxic relationships and have the encouraging relationships. And you've also talked prior about mentorships, reading and other, you know, seminars you've been to and that type of thing. But now you have come up with your own book called The Coherence Revolution. You have your website and you have your course and all and various things that you're involved with. How is what you're working on now of service to others? Not everybody's going to be able to come to your office to get an adjustment, a chiropractic adjustment, but you have obviously now been motivated to share your thoughts with, uh, with the world. Tell us what that's about, how you serve others. Well, the, the book, the book really goes into my story. It goes into some concepts and some really important concepts about the words we use and about the world around us uh, and about how to use our senses. And I enjoy the process of writing the book, but where I'm really energized for is the, the course. The reason being is I get to help people in real time and teach them the techniques, uh, that heart math, the breath work techniques. And by diving into each week, we'll go over different senses. We go over nature. We talk about how to use the world around you to create, essentially, by the end of the six weeks, you want to be able to have your own life plan. And that DTS that I was talking about, that daily time schedule, that's sort of the thing that you're going to create for yourself. So at the end of the six weeks, you have a game plan. You you know what you're going to be doing. And so really, it's about over a four to six week period you get to dive into your own life, you get support, and you get to look at what music, what tastes, what sounds, how has nature helped me? How can I use my breath? What type of therapies? We talk about all the different things that help me and some that didn't. And then I'm able to train people how to use it for themselves. So a big part of the online course is learning the heart math breathwork techniques, as well as the Zoom uh, breakout rooms. So for people who have done Zoom, you know, breakout rooms are these side rooms where you go in. And so what we do is break into different groups and we have people practicing different emotional states, practicing different responses, practicing how they would like to respond in certain situations. So The idea is we don't want to just talk about it. This isn't just theory. Uh, We want you to start developing the ability to practice the life that you want to lead. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't, you know, you're frozen, the idea is to just start getting some help to change the way that you're living every day, to be able to change the lifestyle that you're living. So uh, the coherence revolution, there is no one way of doing it, but the process everybody has to go through in the same way which is taking the time to dive into each aspect of their life and really be honest with themselves about what works and what doesn't. So that at the end of the six weeks, you have a, you almost have a manifesto of your own life that you can, that you will be able to practice and live by. And they can find that at your website, coherencerevolution.com. And, uh, but let's hear now, you've mentioned this about how your course and your book and the people you've worked with personally, I'd like to hear a a story now about uh, a person or maybe a situation you've worked with where you've seen some of the concepts you've taught to come to fruition, where you've seen an actual uh, life change happen, someone to get towards a state of flow that you talk about. Well, you know, it was interesting. I've got a whole bunch of patients that I've put through this, this process as well. In the summer, there was a woman, she went through the process. She was probably a 35 year old woman. She's still single. So she was on her own, but she just kept telling me that, she was overwhelmed. She's not getting anything done. Her life is always busy. She doesn't have time for herself. And it's really hard for her to move forward in life. She's stuck. And so then after she went through this process, you know, 
the first thing I teach people is don't make decisions when you're incoherent, make a decision when you're coherent. So first of all, as she learned this breath work, her ability to make the decisions and not stay stuck changed. She no, she no longer felt stuck because every time she felt that feeling, she would use the breath work, she'd get unstuck, and then she'd make the decision that she needed to make for the next day or the next decisions you need to make. And then she reported back to me a couple of weeks later, she had done her daily schedule. She now, she made time to schedule time with her family, but she also had time to get that part-time job she wanted. And she also was able to clean out her house. And so she, she was just really excited that she got to get to things she never was able to get to. And now this is only maybe four or five days ago. This is about three months after her doing the course. She's now just said to me, life is not the same. The way that she is able to make her decisions, she's not doing it from a place of overwhelm anymore. And so she's been able to get a lot more done because when she's not in overwhelm, there's a lot of things that she enjoys. So for her, it was all about breaking the cycle of feeling overwhelmed. Yes. Right. Whereas I had, I had a, a guy who was in his late forties, real a personality electrician, you know, not I wouldn't say he lived his life by a heart-centered approach, but he was a very, he was a very lovable guy, but he was all business. Right. And he came in and he was the least likely person to take my course. But, you know, I actually asked him, I, I recommended, and he said, you know what, I'm going to take you up on that. So he took the course. And for him, he came in after the first two weeks and he said, you know what, the most important thing I've learned from your course is how to listen. Because now I'm able to listen to my my employees and the the ability of us to move forward in, in our business. We've gotten past some roadblocks because I'm actually listening to what the employees have said. And I think I'm going to go to therapy with my wife because I think I now understand what she's been asking me. Wow. And this is a guy that never would have considered yeah. it. So what I'm seeing, I guess, in general is people breaking their pattern of that's not the way I am. Yes. You ever heard people say that? Oh, oh yeah. that doesn't work. Doesn't for work me. for me. It's not for me. Right. And whenever someone says, oh, that doesn't work for me, I always say, but how is what you're currently yeah. doing how's that working, working, how's that for, working you? for you? Yeah. How's yeah. That yeah. And so what I'm seeing is people breaking their patterns. And yeah. that's really the most important thing for me. Yeah. If I can help people break down their old patterns and help create new ones, I think I, I've done a, a, my job with them. And that is absolutely how people break through or get beyond adversity, as we like to say here, and to come out to a better life. So if people want to get a hold of you or get connected to you, where are we going to send folks to be connected to Dr. Mark? For your audience, what I wanted to do, I think this is probably going to come out after the holidays. Yeah. Uh, the website, that, uh, the, at least the page I want you to go to is www.coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022. And when you go to that page, you'll be able to get a free ebook. So if anybody just wants to read, read the ebook, that's there for you. It won't cost you anything. But there's also a code. If you do want to sign up for the course, the six-week course, there's a 50% off code. So uh, feel free to use it. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. My email is on the website, coherencerevolution.com. But if you go to forward slash 2022, you'll be able to get the free ebook and uh, a 50% off discount. Awesome. Of course. Well, thank you for that. We'll put connections to all that links to everything, the website, Coherence Revolution and the, the code uh, 2022 and all the other connections to your work at our website, drbriadmuller.com. So people get connected to your, your good work. And it's been an honor to have you with us. He is the author of Coherence Revolution, finding flow in your journey to your present moment, helping you find harmony in your life. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity, Dr. Mark Halpern. Thank you. 
Many thanks to Mark Halperin, Dr. Mark Halperin, who is the author of The Coherence Revolution, our guest today on Beyond Adversity. Uh, you can catch up with him at his uh, website, coherencerevolution.com, just like it sounds, C-O-H-E-R-E-N-C-E-R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N.com, Coherence Revolution. That's where you can catch up with him and get a hold of his book and his other resources. We talked today about anxiety, about the feelings and that uh, crippling, desperate feeling you have when you're caught up in anxiety. We talked about some of his process that he used in his, that he teaches in his book. But let's talk about an application, applicable principle we can apply right now to your life that I think can make a big, big difference. He talks about self-regulating yourself and going into the inner life to be inspired by what's going on in your inner life and find your own a self-genius, as it were, of your own inspired and healthy life. And what this has to do with kind of like flipping a switch, it is, has to do with how you perceive yourself. That is not living in the past, not dwelling on your anxieties or the causes of your anxieties, but instead flipping the switch to step into your brilliant and serene future through the lens of your present situation. That is to switch your focus from dwelling on the past to anticipating a bright future. And when you do that, you can begin to generate a flow, is what he calls it, uh, a, a flow on your journey, and your journey is going to take you somewhere, and it comes out of your present moment. So I love that, and I just want to encourage you to do just that. Begin to think about what's possible, what can be, and how your present circumstances can help build a foundation for that. Because you can't really do anything about the past, and that often becomes a source of our anxiety. Just think about what could have been, should have been, all that type of thing. Now think about what can be, and as he puts it, think about your brilliant and serene future. You can catch up to Dr. Malk Harperin at his website, CoherenceRevolution.com. And we have links to everything he's about at our website, DrBradMiller.com, where you could find over 190 episodes of Beyond Adversity, many, many, many of them with doctors and authors and teachers who help you to deal with the causes of adversity. We believe we, uh, that we can categorize them as the five Ds of depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And we have episodes by great uh, leaders in all these categories who can help you to deal with them. Go over to the drbradmiller.com and look through the, the listing of the podcast episodes. You're going to find something that will apply to your life. We're here to be helpful at drbradmiller.com. We have our own process called the Axe Plan. We can tell you more about it. We've got a free gift for you there at drbradmiller.com. Love to be with you. Love to serve you. We invite you to join us again next week on the Beyond Adversity podcast, where we help you to grow through what you go through. So until next time, friends, this is Dr. Brad Miller encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. 
or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. 